Welcome to the very first United We Stand podcast of the 2015-2016 season. Sat in a bar, outside a bar, in Seattle, Washington, the United States, and a Manchester City fan has just walked past. Not here for anything to do with, with City, um, but Manchester United, because United are playing the first game of the season in the huge stadium behind me which changes its name every three years according to the latest sponsor but it's where the Seahawks American football team play and it's where the Seattle Sounders play so the Seattle Sounders are the best supported team in MLS their average crowd is 42,000 and Manchester United are going to play Club America the Mexican team so there are a smattering well there's, there's quite a few actually Club America fans who've come here Hispanics people have come maybe from Mexico but the vast majority of people walking around the sunny streets of Seattle are Manchester United supporters the game is a sellout 68,000 tickets have been sold and it's the third time that United have played in the stadium in the last 12 years they played here in 2011 and in 2003 when they beat uh, Glasgow Celtic so we're going to do the podcast regularly this season we'll put some of them out for free probably on a Monday some of them will be for members we want to build up a big listenership and we want your support we want you to spread the word about these podcasts we've got some great guests lined up um, match going United fans really interesting people journalists former players done some interviews already with people who you'll be very very interested in and I'm just with some United fans at the moment who've travelled to Seattle from the game. Some have come from Manchester, some live in America, some are from America all around. I'm going to speak to a couple of them. Aaron, where are you from originally? Um, Swindon in England, but I live in Dallas now. And you've got a Dallas MUFC Reds top on. Tell us about the Dallas Reds. How many members have you got? Um, well, basically, we've got on the Facebook page, we've got about 2,000 people. With uh, members, we've probably got around 50 officially. Um, so yes, you know we've been doing it for a long time, and we get about 200, over 200 people at the pub every time we we go there. So yeah, it's pretty good. And who are your rivals? Are Liverpool well supported in Dallas, for example, Liverpool? or, or Barcelona or Madrid? Um, Barcelona have got probably one of the biggest supporters groups in Dallas. They have a big one, but I mean, there's you know big Hispanic population there. So not sure how loyal they are. They only really turn up for. Real Madrid games that's about it um, we have there's a Liverpool supporters group but they're about a quarter of the size of us um, and you, you've been, I've seen you at Old Trafford you go over don't you to games you get yeah. um, and, and you do all these tours so these yeah. tours have been good for you yeah do all the tours um, you're doing all four games for this one I'm doing three out of four the work the you know the time off at work couldn't yeah. get people to cover me so but I had to D- do D- Dallas to Seattle is what three hour flight four, four hour flight four hour flight yeah, flight? yeah. So we do the tours every year. Um, I try to go back to England once a year, and we go to try to get to Old Trafford, you know, once a year as well. So, you know, whenever we can. Um, but for the tours, we really have to, you know, come out in force and, and represent our group and try and grow our group as much as possible. So, how are you feeling about United this season with the signings that have been made so far? Um, I'm a bit. I must admit, um, you know, everyone's very confident, but. I'm still a bit sceptical after last season when we brought all these players in and I'm, I think we'll do well. I think we'll do better than we did last season but I think we've got to calm down a little bit and let the players settle in. Um, it's going to be better than last season, I think. Darren, originally you're from Gorton in Gorton, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, the posh part though, mate. The posh the, part. The posh bit of Gorton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the posh bit of Gorton? Uh, Mount Road. 
<laughs> and you're now living in San Francisco? Yeah, well, Walnut Creek, which is like the East Bay. And you're a pimp, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, just look at me, mate. Look at the hat. So you've travelled up to Seattle for the weekend? Yeah, we're here um, today and then uh, we've got tomorrow as well. Then we go back Sunday to uh, San Francisco. With a couple of mates from yeah. England? Yeah, Dino, who's uh, from Winsford. He's too posh to talk on the... Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> And Jimmy, who's just bowled in, uh, our talking Americans. Hello, Jimmy. Hi, hello, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Uh... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're here for a couple of days and um, should be good. So you've gone from being a match-going fan in Manchester to how do you watch United now? Television, you're getting up at daft hours. Yeah, it, it's Has it become mainstream over here? Are you yeah. watching it on the illegal streams? How no, 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 no. Out? United are on every single week. I can't remember the last time United wasn't on NBC. I mean, the main game as well. So you can get an NBC subscription where you can watch any game on your laptop, but they're on pretty much every week. So um, I get out with my little boy who's four, um, which is pretty good. You know, he's getting into it now. So it's um, it's pretty it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough when you're watching like the really bad performances with a cup of coffee instead of like you know a few beers. So it's been it's been pretty rough, and um, I watch it with my slippers on, which I've got no shoelaces in, which is pretty good. How you feeling about how you feeling about United this season? Um, I'm feeling pretty good, you know. The signings have been good, and um, it feels like United. Um, Van Gaal seems like he's got a pair of balls about him. He's got. Um, he feels pretty ruthless, and everything seems just pretty good. Uh, Speaking of until balls, until they I take hear, to the field, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's weird. It's weird. Keep being inter- keep being interrupted by a young man. If you just care to introduce yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, I am a paleontologist. Uh, there's no reason United can't improve to third this year, and we're super excited about it. Uh, Are you a Manchester United fan? Uh, as much as you can be as an American. And um, what first attracted you to Manchester United as an American? Oh, definitely the sexy men. Uh, <laughs> David Beckham, just that haircut while he plays. Uh, ooh, who doesn't get a little tingle going for David Beckham? How long have you supported United? Oh, God, probably since uh, 60s. Since the what? Since the 60s. Uh, How old are you? I was negative 26 then, but God, were they a good team back then, huh? In Chicago last year, I was asking some Chicago Reds um, about following United, and I said, how long have you been a United fan? And this guy said, oh, it's coming up to two weeks now. <laughs> and, and I really wanted to, like, slaughter him, but he was the nicest lad ever, and I was asking him questions, and it seemed that he just read the entire Wikipedia page of Manchester United. So I was saying to him, like, who was Captain Marvel? And he said, uh, Brian Robson, you know? He, he's like he'd revised for, for an exam paper. But so, as a, for the real American perspective, Manchester United was the first uh, team to really try to capture this market, and they were, like, I think, you know, I, I was a soccer player, yeah. or a football player, football. if you will, but uh, everyone only talks about Manchester United. You didn't have any other Premier League teams that you talked about until, you know, some Americans would go over, but, you know, besides that, Manchester United's, like, the American team. You're from Columbus, Ohio. That is one of the cities in the States, which is a soccer city. Yeah. It does, does have a very successful MLS team, the Columbus Crew. Yeah. Um, if you're from Columbus, Ohio, do you support Crew, or do you support an NFL team, a basketball team? How does it, how does it work? Or, or an, another or soccer team? Ohio State, mm-hmm. and then your NFL team, either the Browns or the Bengals, and then the Cavs, and then the Crew. But also, you know, 
the fan base is more dedicated to the crew in Columbus than those other teams because they go every day. But uh, once Brian McBride left and MLS abandoned the small markets, uh, there's not a lot of, yeah, go crew. And David Beckham, we've just found out today, has won the rights to build a stadium in Miami. He so. did do that. Well, I don't know how he's got through that, given the complicated history of building stadiums um, in, in South Florida. Sure no. uh, Jason, long-standing Manchester United fan, part of the Dallas Reds, but you're from Baltimore originally. Yeah, originally from Baltimore. I had nothing to do with any of the rides that were going on there a few months ago. And just want to say for the record that, uh, that that's not indicative of most of the people from our great city of Baltimore. <laughs> Why Manchester United? Uh, had a friend when I was younger that was from Manchester and got me into the Reds, and not really just about the football, but about the culture. It was about Mancunian culture, it was about the music, it was about the slang, about the clothes, and the football. You sat here, well, you stood here with an Eric Cantona t-shirt on. Did did you ever watch him play? Yeah, um, had seen some videos back in the day. I've never seen him live, but, you know, growing up in America, we were very lucky if we were able to get VHS tapes that were of that same year, so... That's how I was first exposed to Eric the King. How has United support changed in the US? Because the team, they didn't come here for a long time before 2003. I think this is the sixth time since. They keep coming back for many reasons. There are huge crowds. It's a sophisticated market. The, the, the people are prepared to buy merchandise. Although, I saw in the stadium earlier, racks with hundreds of Manchester United shirts on at $110 each. Shirts which will be out of date in 12 days because the new shirt is coming in. So I thought that was a slightly uh, unscrupulous. But um, how has the support changed? Are you noticing it become more mainstream like the lads have been saying? I think it has uh, to a certain extent. Um, I'll tell you, we pack the pub pretty much week in and week out. We yeah. play Burnley. I mean, yeah. we'll get 60, 70 Reds showing up. You know, and is that expats? Is that people from Dallas? It's, it's not, Andy. You know, and that's one of the really cool things about our group is is uh, we're very diverse, right? So you get guys who come from Africa, they come from Kenya. We've got supporters from Kenya. You got Avi over here who comes from India originally. You got Aaron who's from Swindon. You got Nepalese supporters. You've got uh, folks that come from Mexico that fell in love with Chicharo a few years back. You got me from Baltimore. So it's it's a great mix of of uh, of, of different cultures. How are you feeling about this season? Um, let's say I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't want to get too giddy. Um, I, I got to say I'm feeling a little bit better this time, this season, than I was last season. So, uh, I don't know. The, the signings have been fairly decisive, haven't they? There's been four of them so far. There will be more. Which of the signings have, has most excited you? Oh, it's got to be Basti. Yeah, absolutely. Midfield boss. Something, you know, you got, you got Carrick, right? And uh, um, I, I definitely think it's, it's a signing that we've needed, absolutely. Where will United finish this season? Top four. Uh, is, that, is that enough? Fourth? Um, you know, again, don't want to get too giddy, cautiously optimistic. I, I, either way, you know, I'll support the shirts. And, and it's about the crew more so than where we finish, what trophies we win, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, if I was a gambling man, I'd say top four. Where I want us to finish, obviously at the top. Jason said it's a very varied group. The 
Manchester United fans and just sat around the table. We're here now. We've got Avi, Avi, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're from India. Yeah, I'm from India originally. Uh, Chennai, which is like uh, the Madras. southeast. Yeah, Madras. Exactly. Chennai is Madras. I've yeah. always wanted to know if I ever went to Madras sure. and asked for a Madras <laughs> a curry, <laughs> what would I get? Uh, I'll probably get like a sambar. But <laughs> it's like mostly vegetarian, but so it, I don't know if you like it. It doesn't. The actual chicken Madras. Um, is that an anglicised version yeah, of a curry? It, it is kind of. You know, I mean, uh, the, probably the closest chicken curry you'll probably get in Chennai is like called a Chetinard yeah. curry, which is like more spicy and stuff. So you, so know, you, you won't get a Madras in Madras. Yeah, you should probably ask for a Chetinard curry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't realise one of my life's dreams. Another Madras, mate. Yeah. In Chennai, as it's okay. called now. So, yeah. why Manchester United? Uh, to be honest, you know, uh, the first time I started watching football was like in '96. You know, that's when we started getting ESPN in India. And uh, I mean, the reason, I mean, of course, you know, as you know, like cricket is like the biggest sport in India. And the reason I started watching was uh, India were touring England, you know, '96, if I remember correctly. And the Euro '96 was going on at the same time. Yeah. And like you know, like, like for some reason, like all 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 us cool kids, you know, we started watching ESPN like crazy. And then, and that's when we started following uh, Premier League, you know, '96. Uh, and the two biggest supported teams that time was uh, United and Arsenal. You know, and Arsenal actually had a big fan base in India at that time because. They're probably the most successful, you know, not most successful, but, you know, they're a lot of success. You live now in the U.S.? Yeah. Do you, you know the current Indian champions in uh, football? Yeah. Uh, I know Bengaluru won right? last year. Bengaluru won it. Do you yeah. know who Bengaluru's manager is? I, I know he's a former United man, but I don't know. He's from his Salford. Name. He's called Ashley Westwood, and okay. he's been a, he has been a guest on this very podcast. Uh, I mean, I, I know that just because I read one of your articles on uh, the ESPN FC when you did a story on the Bangalore FC, so you know that's how I know that. But uh, I didn't know the name, so I, didn't, I couldn't recognize. I went to Bangalore to to see him, and there was loads yeah, of United time. fans okay. there. But Ash is Ash is out there, and he listens to this. So if you're listening, Ash, hope you're all right. What else can I say to you? <laughs> um, from India to rush home in Manchester, John. <laughs> You, you, Hello, is I'm that good. right, Rusho, yeah. originally? Yeah, born and bred from Rusho. And, and now you live in? Abu Dhabi. Is that next to Rusho? Uh, sort of. <laughs> Just a bit south and a bit east, about seven yeah, hours about on a seven plane. Seven hours east, yeah. You started watching United in the 50s? In the 50s, yep. Yeah. And uh, the best season I had as a kid was 63. It was great to be a Red. City went down and United beat Leicester 3-1 at Wembley. David Erd 2, Dennis Law 1. Paddy Creran was man of the match. Absolutely, after making his debut in Galway. Signed him during that long, cold 1963 winter. And Matt Busby took them all to Ireland because he knew the snow would finish one day and they had a friendly to warm up. That was a long time ago. Though. When you're growing up in Rushome as a young lad, you've got Manchester City on your doorstep, you know, half a mile away. And... What makes you support United? Because City had some cracking teams, didn't they? They did. I mean, I remember standing outside Main Road and watching Derek Kevin and Johnny Crossan come out after a game, get their padlock keys out of their pocket, unpadlock their push bikes and ride off into the distance. And that was probably why I became a Red, because City were so close. <laughs> so you're saying that your best game was... 1963 we're now in 2015 we're studying in Seattle you live in Abu Dhabi how do you I, I hate the word consume but how do you consume Manchester United are you watching it on on TV screens 
I know you subscribe to United We Stand. I'm not yeah, going to plug that too much. Yeah. But you're you're uh, you're one of our very few subscribers in Abu Dhabi. So cheers <laughs> for that. See that beer on the table? That's brought with your subscription money. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Well, you know, you and I have done this before in places like Tokyo and all over the world. So the best way I can describe is consuming United is voraciously, however it comes over the web, UWS podcasts, TV. Um, there's a, the the, uh, the TV service in Qatar, um, whose name eludes me at the moment. They broadcast all the games live throughout the Middle East. Um, and whatever pub or hotel you walk into when United are on, they're on the big screen. You know, if you walk into a pub with seven or eight screens, there'll be seven or eight games on, but it's always United on the big screen. How are you feeling about this season? Fantastic. I think LVG is the right man for the job and I think he's finally managed to get the Glaziers' fingers out of the purse. And after all these years of Ferguson saying there was no value in the market, finally we're getting to spend some money. Maybe if the Glaziers had realised this six or seven years ago, we wouldn't have slipped as badly as we did and we wouldn't have needed to spend as much money as we would have now because we'd have been investing along the way. But maybe finally the Glaziers have finally got it. Somebody said to me recently, Manchester United have just become like any other club now. We just buy. We don't create like we used to. You've seen Manchester United create some of the best teams football has ever seen. Do they have a point? Are we just buying now? Well, I think short term we've got to get back where we belong. But you look at what the youth team and uh, what's going on at that level. Although I must admit I'm really disappointed that Brian McClare's left the club after so many years. And uh, you look at the players that we've let go. You know, people are saying, well, we should have gone to Pogba. We should have gone to um, what's-his-name who went to Barcelona. Um, but, you know, kids want to get a chance. And there's only 11 places on the pitch. OK, you've got a couple of substitutes more these days than you ever had. But can you blame people like Pogba and PK uh, uh, for moving on? But we've got to rebuild. I mean, that's what Manchester United's always been about, giving young lads the chance. And I'm sure that giving a couple of years back at the top will bring those lads through again. So I look on this as a short-term investment that should have been made five or six years ago, in all honesty, if Ferguson had been able to get the Glaziers to part with some money. But I don't know what LVG's doing, but he's doing it right in my book. That was at a time when Ferguson was saying that there was no value in the market and he went for Kareem Benzema and turned United said that 30 million euros was was too much. Imagine United have bought Benzema in 2009. What a player he's been. Although we're saying that with the benefit of hindsight, and you know we mentioned Gerard Piquet, Paul Pogba. I don't recall a huge clamour for Paul Pogba to stay at Old Trafford when he was there. Clearly, the club have got it wrong, but they, you know they, they've got others right. You've travelled around the world to watch a, a, a meaningless friendly game. All right, maybe not meaningless because you know it'd be, be enjoyable and we'll see the new players settling in. It's got to be more than the football. It is. I mean, it's the crack. I mean, as you said a minute ago on this podcast, we're sitting around a table in a pub in Seattle full of Reds who've come thousands of miles, including yourself. You live in Barcelona, so why do you keep following the Reds around the world? Love Same it. reason as me. Because yeah. I get paid, someone just said. Why do you come to somewhere like this? Well, it, I mean, I can't pretend that I'm not working because I, do, I am coming on a trip like that. But I love, um, it's not just the football, you, you're seeing the world, you're meeting 
up with like-minded people. Well, we, we met in Denver, was it last summer? Now, if United hadn't been playing in Denver, I would never have visited Denver. Like the season before, we were in, uh, what, Bangkok, Sydney. You and I did one of these podcasts on the Shinkansen train between Tokyo and Osaka. And you stopped off on the way to see some uh, Shinto monument or something. <laughs> I've got no recollection of stopping to oh, see a Shinto on, monument. I stopped, I, st- I stopped in Kyoto. Oh, for the night. Yeah. That's one of my favourite protocols. <laughs> to, see, to see one of to see one of my mates and talk about the um, the agreement there. No, I didn't. Anyway, I'm talking myself into a corner. Here. There's, there's there's two hours to go to to kick off. The pub we're in is usually full of Sounders fans or uh, Seahawks fans. It's full of Manchester United fans at the moment. It's a beautiful day. Um, there's. And there's some Chelsea fans walking past. I'm going to head into the stadium now and see what happens in there. So I went into the stadium and along with 47,000 others, which is about 20,000 short capacity, still a huge crowd um, and the vast majority were Manchester United fans. And I watched Manchester United win 1-0. Morgan Schneiderlein scored on his debut after five minutes with a looping header from a Juan Mata assist. Uh, United changed teams at half-time so everybody got a game, everybody made the debut and Schweinsteiger and Matteo Damian came on at half-time and couldn't add to the scoreline. It was quite a close game. It was a pretty poor game actually but the backdrop was wonderful with the Seattle skyline in the background. The fans were doing a Mexican wave which Mexican fans probably do and just call it a wave. And the pitch wasn't so good. The players were happy. Uh, Louis van Gaal was largely happy, but he wasn't happy with the pitch. But after the game, I spoke to Luke Shaw. And here's Luke. How are you feeling? I thought you looked good tonight. Yeah, no, I feel good. I f- to be honest, I feel much better than, than this time last year. And I think obviously I had a, a really good summer off and, and I worked really hard as well. So. Yeah, no, I felt good tonight. It was it was nice for us to win as well, you know. I think not not just me feeling good, but I think everyone looked pretty sharp out there tonight, you know. The the new signings looked really good as well. Obviously Morgan yeah. had a nice goal and uh Matteo as well, right back, did well, really yeah. well and, and obviously Memphis as well and Schweinsteiger don't have to say much he's always been brilliant, you know, and you can see what what sort of quality he can bring to to United after I think his performance tonight. What's the difference between you now and a year ago? Um I think I matured a lot, you know. I think it was it was tough to take everything that that I did last pre-season, you know. And I think I learned well, a lot you, from you it. You arrived at the club and you just like yeah, of course. I think, but you know, it's nothing to blame for apart from myself. I think obviously I didn't go back in the in the correct shape, and obviously things didn't sort of go to plan. But you know, this the year I feel told you about that. yeah, of course. But I, I totally accept it. You know, he's he's the manager, and at the, at the end of the day. At a massive club like this, you need to you need to come in firing. But you know, I think um, definitely this this preseason, I feel much better. You know, and hopefully, Sharper, I can just fitter, shut. Yeah, definitely. More and I think, experienced. Yeah, of course, you can say more experience. But I think a lot of it is is down to fitness. And, and I think tonight I got a good 45 minutes in, and hopefully now I can just keep pushing on. What were you doing in the summer, fitness-wise? Did you? Um, yeah, I did my own stuff, obviously, when I was in England. But I went um, I went away to Dubai. I think there's a few stories going out that saying that I was put on it, but. 
me and Adnan decided that, that it would be nice for us to, to sort of both go away with one of the coaching staff at United, okay. away in Dubai to to make sure that we come back ready for, so for the season. Who's Adnan? The yeah, yeah, one of the coaching staff. Yeah, we we sort of all all sort of decided on it. You know, we paid for the flights to, to go out there and. You know, I think it was it was the best thing I could have done. You know, so like, every day he's popping you through. You, yeah, I think months. we I think we did four or five sessions each day. It wasn't it wasn't too too hard. You know, it was it, it was hard, but don't get me wrong, we weren't Doing sort of dying. on the beach or no? I think um just just training really. We had a we had a facility that we, that we had the football, we had a pitch, we had everything. You know, we had a gym, everything. So it was it was like a session in the morning. It was say we did football on the pitch. And then we'd go in, do do a bit of the gym, and then the altitude chamber. If you know that, we did we did bits in that. So it was like I said, four or five sessions a, a day, and and obviously beach runs as well. And that was your holiday. Um, no, I had I had a couple of holidays before that, okay. but I made sure that this was my sort of last holiday to to go to because I think the most important thing for me was to to come back good in pre-season. And tell me a bit about Morgan. Because someone who you know, obviously from your time at Southampton, scored after five minutes on his debut. What what can he bring to Manchester United? I I think Morgan's one of the sort of one of the best Premier League midfielders. You know, I think he's shown that after the last two years. You know, and he I think he brings everything. You know, he's a good tackler. He's he's a good passer. He can he can he can get box to box. And and obviously he couldn't couldn't tell much in 45 minutes. You know, but I think he looked good and and good sharp tonight. So. Hopefully he has a good pre-season as well and comes out firing at the start of the season. And he's good enough to play at a club like United, to step up from Southampton to United. Yeah, definitely. I think it even shows the, the faith that, that Van Gaal has in him to, to bring him to a club like this, you know. And, and obviously he's bringing... He's, you look at the, the squad we have now with the midfielders, so it's going to be very competitive and, and everyone's going to want a place in the, in the team, especially in that midfield. It's getting a lot of players now, but... I have faith in him, and I think he, he's definitely worth to play for Man United. What's he like as a person? Nah, very nice. You know, I've, I've known Morgan now for, for two or three years, and get on really well with him. He's, he's obviously French, but his English is really good, you know. And he's a really nice lad, and I'm glad he's here. So that's it for the first United We Stand podcast of the season. We'll be doing them regularly, as I say, and we will provide one free on a Monday, and we're going to do lots of other podcasts as well, maybe for members. Um, but we'll keep you fully up to date using our social media channels and we'll be back in a few days from San Jose or San Francisco where Manchester United have got two games against the San Jose Earthquakes and I actually read an article saying they're expecting a big earthquake or natural disaster in the part of the world where I'm living at the moment not that it's imminent but that it wouldn't be a surprise So uh, hopefully I'll survive. Hopefully nothing will happen and I'll be able to deliver the podcast. Until next time, goodbye.